This podcast and all of its content is not intended to be medical advice and is meant only for general discussion and opinions on topics of interest that may even be highly controversial. Always consult your physician for medical advice. Welcome to the Soul Mirror Experiences podcast, where we encourage the exploration of our souls ranging from meditations to discussions with professionals on all things related to whole wellness. We're your hosts, Rhett and Kat, coming to you with cutting-edge topics on spirituality and consciousness and some weird-ass stuff that might just blow your mind. Welcome back. It's a new year, new times, new things, a lot of stuff going on for a lot of people. Um, this is our first episode of the new year, and it is, as promised, our kind of holiday special, um, although a little bit after the holiday, which is nice, actually, because I feel like we're always so bombarded with the same things for the holidays. But how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about new beginnings and endings and you know, like typical New Year's stuff, right? But I feel like there's always good stuff to talk about when it comes to this because we all have different life experiences and perspectives and things. So specifically, we'll be aiming at least the beginning of this episode towards talking about letting go of things, whether that's like a lifestyle or job or relationship or whatever and then new beginnings and kind of how to press forward and I don't know I I personally think it's gonna be a good thing especially where we had some Omicron waves and things like that and a lot of things got canceled again and you know with everything being canceled I feel like a lot of people are getting discouraged so what's the point of even planning, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about, yeah, there's always a point in planning and setting goals and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you, I have Omicron, so I, <laughs> I didn't tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I have told you that? Shit. <laughs> now we're, now we're quarantined. Oh, uh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> no. Uh, only okay, five day quarantine. Yeah, no. we're actually good. We're good. No, um, just kidding. But yeah, does anyone go through life without changing? We all change through life. There's a it's almost like phases. We have periods of where of consistency, things stay the same in some way, and then we have sometimes abrupt changes, sometimes gradual changes, but it does help to look at our lives as a constant change so that we can think of the endings and new beginnings and shape it or direct it in the in the way we we would like it to go but also be open to where life might take us as well um yeah i I think that you know when when you're headed on a path towards your plan and your goal and it it's like squeaky clean or whatever that's always when something happens and things change um or like whether well i guess it it could change like controllably like and an opportunity presents itself or it could be an uncontrollable change like something happening to you that forces the change um but either way it's an opportunity and that opportunity to learn that opportunity to change your path that opportunity to pursue something better like all of that would not 
I don't know, like that opportunity you wouldn't have access to unless you had started on that path that you were on in the first place. And so in my mind, it's still important to make plans, even if they change. Because if you're at least making plans and working towards things, you're going to reach those opportunities that you wouldn't get if you weren't making plans. Yeah, absolutely. And it does, this is another good example too of where having that good balance can come into play where, you know, we can make all the plans that we want to and things may change. Also, if we don't make any plans, however, then we're, we're probably not using all of the power and authenticity that we have in ourselves. And so not bringing those opportunities to ourselves as well would be a weakness of not doing enough planning. So what are things that we could do to have that balance and have that capability to both exercise our, our authenticity, exercise our active power, and then also be flexible and open enough. I think sometimes in life, because we're led by schedules, we're led by, you know, this scarcity mindset, the stress, trying to make money or whatever it might be that that takes us a little bit out of our power zone. It's hard to be relaxed when we're trying to, when we're worried about where food's going to come from. Or it's yeah. Hard. I mean, it's hard to even <clears throat> focus on self-care because the self-care stresses you out. Yeah. So, so it's a challenge. It can be a very strong challenge to calm yourself or to meditate or to find that center within yourself when you're worried about your rent, you know, the very next day or something. So, but, by getting in that habit, I think it does help getting in the habit of centering ourselves, meditating, journaling. Even when we're stressed out. Even when overworked. we're stressed out. Yes. Yeah. Because if we're in that habit, then we can recenter ourselves. We can be more calm. We can draw on that energy to ourselves to guide us to a, a more optimal path that we might be in. Yeah, totally. I think um, an example of this is that you know, I had this long work day and I was working like 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then I think I even ended up doing some more work after that. And before bed, I was so tempted to just collapse on the couch or, you know, like curl up on top of the blanket and all that stuff. But instead... I kind of checked in with myself and was like, no, I'm going to sleep better and I'm going to have a better morning tomorrow if I do my dinacharya, my, my daily rituals. So I forced myself, as miserable as it was, you know, because I just was so exhausted, I forced myself to go brew a cup of tea. And while I was brewing the cup of tea, I was able to answer my messages, which were like, really helpful and decompressing like I feel like usually they're really stressful but because I was brewing tea then it allowed me to feel like okay I have some time while my tea is brewing that I could do this you know and it's not like taking up my sleep time or other time or whatever anyway so I like brewed my tea I responded to my messages I did a little bit of meditation and like I washed my face and like showered and everything, got into my favorite pajamas, got into bed, and I slept so well. 
I don't know. I, I feel like if I hadn't have done that, then I would have had a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. But the next morning I was able to pop out of bed at 5 a.m. and get to work and it was great, you know. And so even though we don't feel like um, doing that self-care when we're overly stressed or it's like, well, there's no way I could possibly do this or fit this in because I'm barely fitting in work. We're going to be more efficient. We're going to do better work if we take time for ourselves, you know, so that's time to eat, time to go to the bathroom. Believe it or not, there's a lot of workaholics out there that only go to the bathroom once a day, you know, (laughs) it's just like, no, like do the, do the shit, you know, like get your stuff done. Do the shit. (laughs) Literally shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like do what you need to do in order to keep yourself happy and healthy and present because, you know, someone who isn't present, whether you're an entrepreneur or an employee or, you know, something else or a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad, like, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. We have a daily grind. And that daily grind, you need to be present. Yeah, and along with that, you know, we talk about if if we can all realize that we are the universe, you are the universe. So taking care of yourself is important and there's no need to feel guilty about it or shameful about it if you take time for yourself because you are important and so i i I agree i think that's a a really great example that you just force yourself you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do some care for myself and you know you cared for the universe so for anyone out there anytime you take care of yourself you are taking care of the universe for those who have a hard time like doing anything for themselves, just realize, hey, you're actually caring for the universe when you care for yourself. So it's a good practice. So those are great examples. Okay, how about this? Since we're talking about endings and beginnings, since we're, we're going to experience these waves all throughout life, there are all kinds of different endings. Some are happy. Nope, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone likes those. <laughs> oh my god! So, some don't and feel so except great. for the law. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, that. Oh right. Okay. So, and some are less less enjoyable. Let's put it that way. So, and some are. I mean, come with a whole bags and bags full of trauma. Right. You can have a sudden, abrupt change in your life. What are ways that we can handle this? What are ways that we can experience this? There's people listening to this who are probably experiencing some of these i'd like to start with one thing first is to always remember that literally every ending is actually a beginning too it's hard to see that in something very difficult if you've been through if you're going through something you know i've been through things like that and uh, during those times it seems like all you can see is loss you know all you can see is just the pain or whatever you're going through but literally there's no way that you can have an ending without some sort of beginning. And if you can realize that it's hard to realize it while you're going through it, but it's, it's a fact. And some of these things definitely obviously take time to go through, but that is one thing that can help. How about you Kat? Any thoughts? Just thoughts about endings. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of endings. We haven't, we haven't <laughs> talked about a big kind ending of a broad topic. that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have an ending coming up. But anyways, yeah, I I think like thoughts about endings as far as 
don't know. I personally like to tell my my private clients, you know, like everything is information, right? And that can help us remove the emotional part of things that can cloud our judgment and decision making. It can also kind of paralyze us so that we're not as present or efficient or able to um, pursue our potential or dreams or passions and things like that. So if you take something um, like let's say that I give you a correction, Rhett. Oh, okay. But it's something that you're like super insecure or sensitive about. You could take that like personally and be offended and all this stuff or you could take it as information right and you could be like well that's an interesting perspective or that's good feedback or whatever but it doesn't end your day it doesn't ruin your day it doesn't like hurt your feelings or whatever it's just information right that's that's a really good point and yeah oh yeah i was gonna say along with that you know, if, if you're offended at something, at a certain information, it, it, it helps to kind of look at why you just got offended at that. Yeah, it's really <laughs> good for self-reflection, honestly. Yeah. And then you can journal about it. I mean, this podcast is all about journaling, right? But which, by the way, I think Rhett has a good announcement coming up about that too. But um, anyway, so coming back to endings, I feel like endings are information. And they do not um, take the control out of our our choices. And that information just helps empower us more in the decision that we make going forward. And so like you're saying, like endings are new beginnings. They totally are. Like as much as it can be shattering to lose someone that you love or it can be heartbreaking and you know, just like absolutely debilitating to go through a breakup or it can be really embarrassing or disempowering or whatever to lose a job. You know, like there's so many different types of endings that people run into every single day. And um, I just feel like that's information. Like that ending is information. So what are you going to do with it? You know, it's an opportunity. That's a really good point. I think a challenge with endings is some people, sometimes, I, I think another thing that we could use as a as a possible tool or help is sometimes when we have a certain type of ending, if we've only known a certain part of our world to that point, then that ending can be very, very harsh. So sometimes having a little bit of, I don't know, I just like to call it diversity training. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, because like so many, I mean, for, okay, sorry, I'm interrupting No, yeah, please, you, yeah. But we'll, we'll come See, back to, it was an ending of but, me talking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I just love it because like before we came on air, we were talking about relationships specifically and like marriages and things like that and how it can be scary for people to leave a long-term relationship even if they know it's like the best thing because they what they know right like they're mm-hmm. even though they're uncomfortable they're comfortable being uncomfortable because it's what they know and it's scary like the unknown is scary 
So diversity training, that's another yeah. way to frame it, you know, like in in leaving something, you know, in the hope for a better opportunity or whatever, it's diversity training. Yeah, diversity training. It's scary. It's like skydiving, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, so another potential journal exercise that's good, even if you're not going through a particular ending right now, is to journal about... Um, either learning about something new or trying something different that you've never tried before or considering another option that you've never tried before. I mean, just just to try it, literally just to try something different. We all like our routines. In fact, most of us are built on this safety net of having a routine or or not having to think too much in a way. It it takes the stress energy out of us. Um, There is a value to just expanding your mind and to journal some things. Think of your biggest habits that you have and even the ones that bring you the most comfort and plan in or try to consider what doing something a little differently might feel like or talking to someone with, for instance, a different, you know, political view or maybe someone who has a different um, gender association or sexuality or anyone who's different than you it's just a good exercise to get used to the idea that, Hey, you know, my whole world is not just me. It's not just everything I do all day. This is my world. That's it. There is a gigantic universe outside of you. That's also you. Mm -hmm. And by experiencing it and connecting more outside of yourself, which actually is yourself, it's actually just connecting more to the, the other parts of yourself that's out there. You have a resilience and you have a strength that can help. Yeah. And okay, so I love this because this is a perfect opportunity because I mean, like somebody listening could be like, you guys just contradicted yourself because you said like, find your routine, find your self care and make yourself do it. And then you just said, get away from your routine and do diversity training. But here's the thing is like both are important. Keep your routine and do diversity training absolutely because the like keeping some semblance it doesn't have to be the same every day like my dhanacharya is not the same every day it depends on what my schedule is it depends on how my body's feeling it's very intuitive you know and it flexes with the day sometimes it's two hours sometimes it's five hours sometimes it's five minutes you know like it really just depends but probably the consistent thing for me is tea but even if i don't get my tea It's like still the process of going through just like the emotional headspace and then the diversity training. That's challenging yourself to look outside of yourself, broaden your horizons in some way every single day, even if it's for five minutes or if it's for five hours, you know, like, so it, it's both like, they're both so important. And I love that you brought like the journaling into this too, because that journaling helps your brain process it and make it part of you. Yeah. You know, Socrates even said, there's no learning without remembering. And it does make sense to, to just be aware of ourselves. Another fun thing about diversity training is, you know, the change can, you can be so creative with what different things you do. For example, if you like tea every morning, which I do too, by the way, or, or some mm-hmm. type of, you could be like, you know, I'm going to try a different type of tea. could even be something like that. It's literally just saying, have I tried this flavor or have I tried? I mean, it could be that. Um, I mean, yeah, it's really hard for me to <laughs> to stray from my favorite teas because <laughs> I know I want my favorite tea because yeah. I like that flavor. 
but I also want to try this other flavor. But if I'm only brewing tea once, you know, it's, but it's a good challenge. And yeah, I did lemon echinacea this morning and that is outside of my norm. Oh, dang. Look at that. Yeah. That does sound pretty good, actually. Hey, you guys. During this break, I just wanted to put a little plug in for Rhett here. I'm super excited, and he has an exciting announcement because you know how he always mentions his journal? And I was going to say infamous journal, but it's actually an amazing journal. So this is something that has been a project he's working on for a while. And Rhett, why don't you go ahead and lead us into this announcement? Thank you very much. Yes, the Soul Mirror Journals are actually in production and will be available by the 20th. I will shortly have uploaded to the website what's in there, but it will have the star charting and star charts built in. It's going to have the tracking calendar systems you can be aware of your habits and daily goals, and then also a customized indexing so that you can organize your thoughts and find your thoughts and be able to read through things and find those special moments in your life with the Soul Mirror Method Journal. So that will be available shortly. Yeah. And how can they purchase these? You can go to soulmirror.health or soulmirrormethod.com and you'll be able to find the, the journals there for purchase. Awesome. It's exciting to see this come to fruition because you've been working on this for a long time and it's going to be awesome to have people have access to star charting and all of these other things that we've talked about on our podcast. Yeah. Thanks so much. And I do appreciate all the feedback also from you, Kat. So the first version does have some feedback from people and and basic things that we've talked about. Um, So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get people out there using them and and getting some feedback and see how see how it's helping people's lives awesome okay we'll head on over to soulmirrormethod.com or soulmirror.health welcome back everybody so we are now (laughs) going to talk about some fun things because we thought what's what's an ending (laughs) that people experience and are going through right now lots of people go through endings every day right lots of different types of endings like my cake is done baking or <laughs> or my relationship has been baked <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> i'm sorry i laughed into the mic That's um. okay. <laughs> so we thought relationships would be fun to talk about since i mean think about it we've all gone through this uh coronavirus craze and people are there's a shifting consciousness going on out there yeah how about with and relation- dating has completely changed yes relationships have completely changed it's crazy it is absolutely and we've been talking about this episode for months like literally we've been wanting to talk about relationships forever and it's here it's here here now you can all finally rejoice because we're gonna talk about (laughs) (laughs) this is this is the fun part of the episode we talked about the serious stuff already we're moving on that's right that's right (laughs) we all need some like relief here (laughs) and it's been a while since we've done like kind of a comedic episode it's true and just been (laughs) off the cuff that's where that's where we shine we shine (laughs) yeah oh my gosh no script for this one guys nope it's great we're all ad lib here yep comes from our hearts so Mm -hmm. how many of you out there are on those dating apps trying to find some someone to complete you (laughs) or or just absolutely refusing to be on a dating app and realizing that hey if you walk up to somebody and try to get their number they like look at you like you're crazy now yeah it's a wild environment well you have to be wearing your mask too 
So yeah, you have to be you. wearing your mask, but then they can't see you. Yeah, well, that's true. Oh man, so. there. Okay, there's this guy. So Duh. cute, so so cute. And then we met in person. And he took off his mask, and I was like, oh. <laughs> and I didn't think I was that shallow. Oh yeah, I see. Because he broke the COVID regulation. That's that must have really turned you <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was weird i just didn't like vibe with his smile or something it was so strange yeah okay so and then where where was that where yeah oh i don't know we went out to eat that's why the mask came off oh i see what you're saying is what you sat down and i got you yeah oh so you oh wow that so that was like a blind a blind covid date i mean we had been chatting oh, okay right well i guess chatting is an old term that is that's Pre-COVID. what my grandfather did yeah like we were texting there you go we were texting we met for dinner he took off his mask and i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) i finished the date it was fine and like he's this super nice guy we still talk it's great (laughs) just with the mask on (laughs) yeah (laughs) so but i mean and he's cute too you know it was just kind of like i i feel like it was more of like an energy vibe type thing you know like I just, I just need to connect with people. Um, well, that's what makes it hard is because we are, <clears throat> as humans, we're built to want to connect. We're built to, you know, want to feel, yeah, connection to people. And so there is this, do we sometimes, are we looking for validation too much? Is that, can that be a, a, a trap fall, a trap pit trap? Well, I don't know what word I'm looking for. A bad thing. Can that be something where we're we're shopping around trying to find some meaning and can we ever just find meaning in someone else that completes us in our own life? Anyways. Well, and that's the hard thing too is like I just saw an article today about like a celebrity couple and they were talking about being like each other's twin flame as opposed to soulmates and I thought that was interesting because I guess the concept of a twin flame is that you're the same soul basically i've heard that that's been split into two separate bodies but anyway so so whether or not you believe that i just thought that that was interesting and like for me like with this guy when he took off his mask like in his eyes like just seeing his eyes i thought that i connected but then seeing the whole face it was just like there was no connection and i just like i don't know how else to say it and so i mean like i okay let's be real like honesty moment nobody hate me i have literally friend zoned men because i don't like the way that they walk or the way they sit or the way they chew their food yeah so i can get really picky but it like but it's not something that i'm like they all have to chew this this certain way it's more just like like how they carry themselves like their confidence and like that sort of thing it was it was weird so this was one of those instances it was like yeah but my you, my energy and soul did not connect with him when we did masks off it helps men out there when you put that wrigley's in your mouth you chew that thing like you know that you own <laughs> that, that gum that gum is yours this is not a commercial but that totally felt like it should be one like one of those super bowl commercials yeah sponsored by wrigley's chew confidently cat approved gum (laughs) yeah that's amazing so it's true and you think about it what like 
you know, no, is someone going to be, what is your perfect ideal mate? And what does that even mean? If you really just. Okay. Also, you know? what is, okay. We need to establish this. This part of the podcast <laughs> episode is in large part just for fun, but it all ties together. I promise. It does. We're all talking about like information, new beginnings, um, endings, things like that. And, and this is something that we can all relate to. And whether you're in a committed relationship or dating, we're all facing these issues on some level. And if nothing else, comedic relief, right? Okay, so so ask me this question again. Okay, so what what are we looking for in a relationship? In other words, what is the real crux of what's going on here? So before we get to the ending part, because you may be in a relationship right now, you may be dating around, you may be just starting a relationship, whatever. But let's talk about it. What What is the, gen, the general need that we're trying to fulfill well, in I a think, good relationship? Oh, in a good relationship. Okay. So there's different types of relationships. I think we need to clarify this. There's the stereotypical Tinder relationship, which is like, I literally just want a booty call. And I have, I don't want anything to do with you as a person. Right. And I don't even want to call that a relationship. It's Even a, though it is, yeah. a relationship is an interaction. You're right. right? Interaction, I think, yeah, that, that actually makes yeah. more sense. What you so, um, but, so for the sake of being clear, relationship in my mind is going to be anything from casual dating to, um, you know, cohabitating or marriage. Yeah. And so then this- Tinder type relationship, we're going to call hooking up and friends with benefits type of stuff could probably fall either under tinder or casual dating depending on your like how much you care about each other emotionally as people i yeah. feel like I, I feel like any relationship there are expectations but really to me and, and everyone has different love languages so you hear about these things like to me it is about time even though i know that that's quality time is kind of one of the love language you know like priorities that can be high or low so conceivably there's someone out there like time quality time for me is a little higher so conceivably there's someone out there who let's just say it's gifts and you know what's the other one like words of affirmation that if that's your top then you're like yeah i don't know i don't need to see you that often but just you know when you see me give me that give me that chanel bag and 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 tell me i look beautiful (laughs) yeah right so so but but there is some expectation. I, I, I do keep going back to time, though, because every relationship has to have a time expectation. Or, I mean, it has to have time put towards it. Well, you can't Jordan, have a relationship without So time. Jordan Peterson, we've mentioned him in a previous podcast. He's a psychologist. He's amazing. So Jordan Peterson, he is a mental health specialist and very, very um, understanding and educated and, you know, like really knows human behavior. Right. That's what makes him excellent at what he does is he understands a lot of human behavior and what makes us tick. And something that he said in one of the interviews that he was doing on maintaining relationships. Um, and again, relationships are just interactions that are consistent and continual. Right. So um, he said 90 minutes a week, not texting. So that would be like video call in person on the phone with your voice, just 90 minutes. And the reason being, he said, was because you have to be able to maintain enough keeping in touch and like caught up on each other's lives 
in order to maintain that emotional connection and be able to have conversation beyond like small talk and oh, how's good. the weather okay. it it would be more like you know exactly like what they've experienced that week I got right? and so it's an 90, hour and a half 90 each. minutes a week or more of quality time there you go that's all you need for a relationship yeah, so long long distance <laughs> one relationships, a, you need at least done. one and a half hours a week on like video call or something. Or Now I see how polyamorous people can do it then. It's just like, yeah, okay, you have my one and a half hour slot on Monday morning at 9. Or the, or the polygamous, you know, I have my oh. Monday person, I have my Tuesday person. That's yeah. more than 90 minutes. That is. Hope, right? Yeah. You can do that. I, I mean, yeah. that technically. And, and that would work for people, especially if they're not like a very social person and they just like. Like, I just want to check in once a week and then I want alone time. I could see an introvert, like, dig in that lifestyle. I could too. Like, I get loved every Monday, like, all day. Yeah. And then and then the rest of the week, I get my own space, you know? Yeah. So they, they, like, feed both sides. I could see it working. But that doesn't mean I would do that. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I might have a little more time expectation than that. But I could see how at, that would be at least the bare minimum to to connecting and feeling close to someone. So there's all kinds of different relationship expectations. How is that then when we are going through, I mean, endings to relationship can happen in the, in much the same way as like anything else. It can be abrupt. It can be after having a long relationship that it's used to more than an hour and a half each week and having an abrupt change. It can like be gradually dying and you're in this or feeling like it's dying and you you're sensing it and you're living it in that way. How are we experiencing endings to relationships and how is that actually a beginning? Mm. Okay, so I think that every relationship, even if your actual relationship isn't ending, like let's say there's a long-term relationship, but the, the relationship itself isn't ending, but you guys have become different people and mm. the relationship has changed to a new relationship. That, I feel, is an ending and a beginning. And by that same token, if you really think about it, if you have a living relationship with someone, it's probably going to be changing a lot in some way. In other Keyword words... Keyword living, right? Yes. Living relationship. It, I mean, living, breathing, your relationship is constantly growing and changing. Yeah. And if it's not, that's another sign. Like you, if, if there's a sense of stagnance in a relationship... It's not growing and changing. Maybe there's either a fear of being authentic, which can cause people to not develop into a relationship because you're not going to be yourself. You're going to hide something about yourself to try and please the other person or keep that going. That could be one thing that causes stagnation. And so you want to look at that. And that's, is that ever worth it to just, you know, hide who you really are so that to keep a relationship the same because you don't want to change it, but actually, hmm. You're, well, suppressing yourself to try and preserve something isn't going to help, right? And it will never like work. those relationships usually end up ending. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, I I think that something that I learned after my divorce was just that like if you if you're looking for a healthy relationship, then you're looking for a relationship where you're not looking to change the person. Like if you're Very not true. happy with who they are, then it's not a healthy relationship. Yeah. So if your man smokes cigarettes and plays video games all night, you better love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if that's what you want, right? Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So 
another another good thing that I think is a good marker for or a good like uh, guideline for finding someone who to be with. There's that um, trust triangle diagram that I like to refer to. And if you think of people in your life as though they're people in this triangle, and I'm not talking about like a multi-level market, you know, pyramid, because <laughs> that would be cool. Because then all you got to do is find two people and they find two people and then suddenly you're a millionaire. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, not, that would be... not quite that triangle, but it's a triangle where we say, okay. Emotional millionaire. The triangle does yes, exist. It does. Emotionally. It does. If you, the lower, okay, so the bottom base of the triangle is sort of like you exposing a a little bit more of your vulnerable side, but nothing too vulnerable. For instance, you may share with someone, hey, you know, I love the New York Jets. And then they might be, you know, a Giants fan or whatever. So it's, it's, it's not really super vulnerable, but hey, you could share a little bit about yourself and you don't think that that information is not going to be used against you. You know, oh, you're a Jets fan you know, now we're going to lynch you. You feel pretty safe sharing it with most people in that bottom thing. And then as you move up tiers in this triangle, it gets thinner and thinner because there's less people in these higher tiers. As you move up, the very top of the triangle would represent, hey, I'm going to share something with you so vulnerable about myself, you know, that if you told someone, they could ridicule me or they could use it against me or try and harm me. So people in the top of that triangle would be someone that you could share your deepest fears about, your true authentic self. And I do believe if you're going to pick someone to be a a mate for you in this life that you are both committed to each other and you have a commitment to them, I don't see how it could possibly be as good as it could be if you don't pick someone that you you could place at the top of that triangle. Yeah, and I think it's important to acknowledge, too, that there are relationships in this world that are literally contracts or agreements. You know, we have arranged marriages. We have um, marriages where people, like I I met a couple the other day that they have been married successfully for several years. They have kids together. They are very, very happy, and their, their marriage keeps getting better. But get this, they didn't speak the same language. They like communicated through Google Translate for the first few years of their marriage. Like, and they got married like right after they met each other, literally no dating, nothing, but they just like knew they met each other and just knew. And I thought that is interesting because they're working their asses off to become together. Like, like they're each learning each other's language. That's pretty amazing. Which is interesting. So you're not like, you're not trying to change the other person, but you're both changing together because you have a a goal to communicate with each other. Uh, So I thought that was interesting because it was basically like an arranged marriage in a lot of ways, you know, where they didn't know each other at all as people. I think I realized why that works And no time or whatever, but they they have a singular goal to like learn about each other and, and grow together. That's a fascinating example. I think I know why that that works so well because think about it. The next time they would get like really pissed at each other or start to fight, it's like it couldn't translate all the mean things they would say fast <laughs> enough. Yelling at so each that's other like in okay, language. <laughs> it's like okay, it doesn't doesn't translate like fast enough. So it's like oh, less damage so done, no, not as much fighting. Yeah, I mean, like when I when I was living in India, it was uh, something that I learned is that you know you have the regular marriages, which is your arranged marriage, and then you have the love marriages, which are western normal marriages or relationships you know where you're with that person because you want 
to be with that person. You get value out of each other, you know, and that sort of thing. So I just thought that was interesting that like love marriages were something that people wanted, but it was kind of like taboo, at least in that part of India. And yeah, can you imagine your parents like just picking someone for you? I mean, if on paper, I mean, okay, like, but here's the thing, though. I like is that, the UPS driver. He comes here all the time and delivers the packages, and that's who we're choosing for you. <laughs> Except that they probably wouldn't because they want to choose someone that is the best match for you, right? Are you saying on paper. there's UPS drivers listening right now that are crushed, that <laughs> they now are not drivers are hot. Let's <laughs> just admit she that. She just said, <laughs> I'm sorry, you are out of the running for cat. <laughs> because <laughs> you're not gonna know. no i've i've heard they make money i don't know oh, like mm, uh. and and they're usually pretty like fit because they're lifting they heavy do lift shit boxes. all day i know yeah. I mean, these dudes are like i mean like they're climbing in and out of that truck alone they're gotta build short your calves shorts those shorts <laughs> you know what i'm saying showing some leg <laughs> anyways <laughs> i'm like blushing okay so um, you asked me about preferences, but before we get there, I just had this realization. So you know how like arranged marriages in the West were all like, oh, that's so awful. Guess what? Like arranged marriages, you're looking at their resume basically as a person and like a match, like a romantic match. That's what dating apps are. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? We're doing that. And like whether we're hooking up or whether we're like, casually dating or looking for a partner in life like that's what we're doing we're creating our own arranged marriage every time we swipe right swipe left like oh my gosh. we're looking at each other's resumes I just like they are just figure so it out a way get rid of that judgment peeps millions of dollars <laughs> we should make a hap, an app called hinged hinged for parents it's like it's the arranged marriage app <laughs> it's like as opposed to hinge yeah it doesn't for, even have for single adults that don't want their parents making that decision it has no pictures whatsoever <laughs> it just has like a resume of accomplishments income no, social no, no. status they, they they do have a picture i think they usually have a picture on the little folder that they open with uh, all of the options yes. for their kids so so we should have like one polaroid <laughs> or something right. like no filter nothing it's just a polaroid and like they're like straight face no smile there you go <laughs> you it's can't just see like, their teeth or anything oh, oh my, my goodness gosh. yeah that would be amazing oh boy hinged i can't imagine hinge or hinged unhinged unhinged there you go unhinged Ooh. Ooh, because that's yeah. what happens when your kids it's for find busy out. successful adults <laughs> that like don't have time so they want their parents to make the decision That's for right. them it's going yeah these like 40 year old men and women being like it's too stressful to think about relationships they're like nurses and doctors and <laughs> like scientists like, and I stuff let my parents do that <laughs> it's <laughs> too much effort i'm just gonna like watch star trek um <laughs> or or like or like it could be, like you were saying, like those parents that just find out that their kids are dating these like losers or whatever. And they're like, no, I want my kid with someone better. That's true. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> like it does boggle my mind that there there was a whole era. I mean, I guess it, it still happens. But I mean, you know, it, it's it, it was very common. I mean, just think about that. Like it's it just shows how consciousness has changed you know we grow up in this like wait what what uh, was common i'm sorry it was common that 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 uh, arranged marriages happened in other words it was common that 
you know like the parents had a yeah. say yeah that they yeah, would be like you like take a moment to meet your parents i feel like yeah. now that doesn't really happen or if it happens it's just expected that it doesn't matter what the parents say yeah it, you're right you know i mean people will still be like well i don't know i hope my parents don't judge this person too much maybe but but at this yeah it's but at the, the same pressure. time it doesn't really change yeah, anything yeah, right? Yeah, right like i mean it might be a bummer if the parents don't approve but you work right. through that um i don't know like i i feel like it's um yeah i don't know it times are changing but at the same time they're not yeah you know i'm just like wow okay so going back you asked me oh yeah preferences oh yeah yes yeah. what do you want to know well okay well okay sometimes where is that threshold for example no one's going to be perfect in in some idealistic way of like this person's perfect for me you know it's like it would be cool if they liked football just like i do i mean to watch mm-hmm. it or i don't know you know it could be all these things so well and and, and you have like perfect in your mind versus yeah. like in reality when you get that is it really what you want right not I can't, really. yeah. So I feel like to me, and, and I mean, it's, this could change at any moment. It's just what I think I'm off the cuff here. The number one most important thing would be that trust triangle thing. So I think yeah. it definitely has to be someone who's going to, you can be totally authentic with. Mm-hmm. Then after that, I think they did some studies on these two. We could find some, but you know, some sort, I mean, matching value set. And when we say values, yeah. it doesn't just mean religion. It doesn't just mean wh- whatever. It means actual like your priorities, yeah. What you believe in, mm-hmm. like, like do I, do I value my family more than my work, or do I value my, um, work more than my partner or my spouse, or yeah, you know, like I don't know, or I don't know. So I, I, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, so matching, like, so trust. And authenticity mm-hmm. between the people is like your number one. Your number two is shared values. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Yeah. Then what? Well, and then after that, obviously the physical attraction importance is different for different people. Like some people, you know, really feel that it's important. I, I mean, I think it is important. I don't think it's the most important thing, you know, but I, I well, do think Well, and I it's... do think that people like grow more physically attractive as you get to know them Definitely. too, yeah. as long as what you're getting to know about them is attractive to you. True. Um, however, real quick and likewise can get less attractive. Yes, that's know? true. Like yeah. they could be like first date. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. They're my dream man or for you dream woman. Point is, is that they could be your dream person on the first meet. And then the second meet, it's like, wow, you're, you're a completely different person, you know, yeah. like, and and they might not even be doing anything different, but your perspective has changed. Yeah, you know, or maybe they are doing something completely different. They're not putting up a, mm-hmm. a whatever a wall, but um, you know, I had I had like a friend mention to me that they don't even go on dates anymore. They just meet friends because they're like, when you go on dates, you're putting on a mask hmm. and you're performing. And you're pretending and that's like a part of you, but it's not you on a daily basis. And so their, I guess their intention is if I end up with someone as a partner ever again, I want them to like me who I am. Oh, when you right? say meet, fr- I, and get then, I get it. I get what you And mean. then if we go on dates after that and get dressed up, it's a special thing. 
right? see. But you're, that's you're not saying, who they expect you to be 24-7. Right. Okay. I get it. When you say we're just meeting friends, that's the attitude they're taking towards each other when they go out. Right. Like, so they're going gotcha. on dates, but they're not, not going not on like, dates with the intention of romance or anything like that. Yeah. Like, it's like a friend date. It's I weird. could see like doing both actually, but that makes yeah. sense. Like if you've only been like, sometimes it is nice to be all special, but you're right. It, it, if it, if it's just doing yeah, that like, and you're not being like, they have the friendship established first. Yeah. They know, they know that they like each other that way. And then they explore like the romantic side of things if they're interested. Yeah. And that's where you get to like spice it up a little bit with like dressing up or that sort of thing that's or, cool. or doing special yeah. things outside of your normal day to day. So I thought, well, that's an interesting way to approach dating. Also, okay, so so back to preferences. I keep like my mind wanted. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's so something much you want to talk, talk about. about that. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's hear. But we'll we'll get there. Okay. okay <laughs> so with preferences, so you the physical is a, important. Yeah. Um, then after physical, would you say that's where you get into like pet peeve territory? Hmm. Yeah. Like if, oh, that's, that's a tough one. You're right. Or like whether or they not could, they snore. Yeah. Like. They could have, yeah, you're right. They could be, you totally trust them. They accept you who you are. You have matching values. Wow. You know, then you they're like really hot. You both think each other's hot. Great sex life. All this stuff's wonderful. And then next thing you know, they chew on their toenails. <laughs> yeah it would all be over right. i'd be out of there during dinner. <laughs> all the but they're grass. awesome they're really awesome it's just they like to chew on their toenails while you're eating <laughs> so what would you do i in that instance i, would I mean probably, would you stay or would you feel like all of your attraction i mean to them if would be that gone? just suddenly happened out of nowhere i don't think i'd just like be like no you're not the one for me but i'd just be like oh i never noticed that you chew your toes and they <laughs> during dinner before you didn't do that at the restaurant when you we first went so out casually. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like and then maybe they're like oh yeah sorry like it's just something that i do like it kind of yeah. bugs me like when my toenails are catching on they stuff they could be like you know what I, it, I had an early childhood trauma and this is the only thing that keeps me from having panic attacks oh my gosh then what would you do i mean i would probably be like you know what i let's work on that yeah I, well i'd it, probably or... be like i want to accept you for i mean this is something you know. Like you wouldn't try to change it at all. I mean, I'd probably be like, "Hey, let's let's think about have you have you considered all the things that chewing on your toenail? I mean, are there might there be other ways <laughs> to handle that trauma? Let's chew on your fingers. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's <laughs> just move it to the, the Here's other a, <laughs> a little higher to those other things that have nails. Those like your hands. Let's start with your fingernails. Let's let's move it to oh those. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. I don't know. What would you do? I don't know. Perfect I mean, man. I, okay, I feel like, okay, <laughs> no, no, that's okay. So first I've got to give you my preferences and then you can give me <laughs> okay. a hypothetical. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, you're right. okay. You're right. So, okay. So first preference for me, I mean, you, you did a really good job outlining kind of your, your personal like tower, you know, in priority. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would say like, I'm maybe not so clear on like organizing it in that way hmm. quite yet, like verbally, like I feel it in my head and my my body. Or Good journaling or activity. Yeah. <laughs> Your face. I wish everyone could see that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. So I'm going to tell you what I know off the top of my head. What I know off the top of my head, which you know already, we've talked about this, is they've got to be taller than me. They've got to be older than me. They've got to weigh more than me. And 
yeah, I think that's it. Okay, so... Like, I, I don't care what religion they I are. I will tell you this. I think there's a lot of UPS drivers that would fit <laughs> that description. <laughs> there's I'm just a lot of people. Say, I mean, that doesn't I, narrow it down, right? Like, I mean, it, it knocks out half of, half of the... <laughs> <laughs> it knocks out half of the population that are shorter than me. That is a thing. I cannot go on a date with someone that is my same height or shorter than me or close to my same height. It's really, really hard for me emotionally. Yeah. And you just don't see eye to eye on things. <laughs> literally. And I think that, yeah, I'd rather look up. Like I uh, want to look up. I want to be able to go on my tiptoes to hug him. Not because it's romantic, but because I like the way that it feels. Yeah. I like to like feel like... I'm being enveloped in love every time they give me a hug. Because you, you would know? just look down or on like a short we bit. like cuddle or whatever. <laughs> 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 I want them to look down on me. No, <laughs> a, um, no. Mm-hmm. I I want to I want to be able to feel protected. Probably is where it's coming mm. from. That makes sense. You know, and and like safe and and all of that sort of thing and secure. I like to feel warm. <laughs> and and the, if they have more stature then they have more body heat to share so i don't know there's there's a lot um okay so so those are the basic requirements right like i don't like them to be my same age i like them to have lived life i don't want to feel like i have to explain life or try to teach them or you know like this is how you kiss like i hate that oh you've had to teach men how to kiss or that I, are 40 years old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I mean, I well, I tried, and they <sighs> didn't take it, and so then I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't." Okay. Like, Here's and, some learning and, tips. And also, for, yeah. even if they did take it and they learned, I don't know if I could still date them because, yeah. like, I don't want to have to do that with every single thing. I mean, yeah. like, can you imagine if they don't know how to kiss? What else do they not That's, know how to do? You're you right. know? Yeah. Well, probably a lot, <laughs> a lot more things they don't know how to do. Like hold hands. <laughs> hug and a lot more like intimate things and i'm just like i don't want to have to feel like every single time we do something i have to explain how to do it starting at zero you know like i don't know so that was something that i realized pretty quick how many people how many men have you had to teach how to kiss that that is shocking to me honestly i mean it's not i'm sure they're i like they've wow i mean okay so there was one that was slightly younger than me okay there was one that was about my age, slightly older than me. So 18. And then there was one in his 40s. No, not 18. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm old, man. Okay. What, okay, not that old, but I'm I'm getting there. Yeah, you're we all are. You're still vibrantly young, but... Vibrantly <laughs> <laughs> I, Okay, so th- there is some. there are some learning points here. Um, and this is actually... Okay, here's... Well, okay, so yeah. I think it's just... It's one of my values. Like, it is one of my values... <clears throat> That I spend, and I think I think it actually goes back to the fact that most of my career, I have been teaching or delegating and telling people what to do. And in a relationship, I don't want to be doing what I do for my job. That Not that sense. I'm teaching people how to kiss for my job, but like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I don't want to, I want relief from that. I want someone else telling me what to do. Yeah, you know? it does make sense. Like, yeah. or to be just on the same page, give and take. But I don't want to always be the one like you don't want to you don't want to have to put more into a relationship yeah. than you're also getting back. That makes sense. You yeah. want it to be like okay. I mean, we're on the same page with like mm-hmm. certain things, like kissing, for example. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so I think that um, 
yeah, I, I don't know. So for me, that is something that is probably on the same tier as the height thing. Okay. Like, so, you know, like if there was someone that I was just like madly in love with and he was like, okay, he had potential at kissing, but I just like, and he took correction really well and then he ran with it mm. instead of constantly needing instruction, then yeah. That's that'd yeah. be totally fine. Like, now do I do this with your lips? <laughs> okay, so here's a question for you. I have a question for you. Okay, yeah. here you go. Okay, here here it is. Here mm. is a 42 year old man, very handsome. Okay, and he is like six foot three. I mean, I mean, you look up <laughs> the at his ideal chin. height. Yes. yes. Okay. Super handsome. Okay, I need to clarify that. Oh, okay. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, like. The ideal height for me is like seven feet. No. <laughs> um, sorry. I'm like, there's so much, there's so much conversation outside of this podcast that is going on too. That, anyways, okay. So, so I would say like my ideal height range is like five eleven, like five ten at the lowest to like six four maybe six five okay so taller than six five for me i feel like is too much too much gotcha. distance and it's difficult to connect emotionally this man is six foot three okay okay six foot three i mean a tall glass of water that's what they call him right i think so anyway <laughs> handsome dashing men okay and he uh did i did i miss a requirement in there how did i forget this no, I think that's it. Well, I don't think I listed very many requirements. You didn't. These are yeah, the so so qualities of the person that I like. We never got there. We <laughs> oh, just we okay. just got to their physical like they've got to be taller than me. Okay. They got to weigh more than me, and they it doesn't matter what religion. Um, yeah, I can't be teaching them how to do okay. how to do life. So okay, so then beyond that. For me, it's like I don't want them to be super negative about things. So if they're super negative about one thing and that always comes up and they're just hating on it all the time, like maybe it was their previous employer or whatever and they just cannot get over it, then I'm not interested. Like that's a complete turnoff for me. So that would be something that like they don't need to be positive about life. They can be realistic about life or whatever. But if they're always, always ragging on someone or if they're always judging people or tearing other people down, like that is something that I don't like. So I look for the opposite of that. I look for someone who is validating, someone who is an active listener, someone who is uplifting to others around them and like sees like the good in people. Um, and then... Another value that I would say is I really, really value ambition and um, intellectual uh, qualities. I really um, like they don't need to have a PhD. If they do, though, that's a huge turn on. But like it's just really um, the qualities of a successful individual. Like I really love those qualities. Like I love leadership oriented. I love um, entrepreneurial or creative. I love ambitious. I love hardworking, but also smart working, right? So you have to have like they've been there, they've done the grind, but they also realize the importance of self-care. And then 
beyond that, like, I would say there has to be some semblance of consistency or security because security is a massive, massive thing for me. So if they are not a secure person, and and that goes for like anything from financial security to secure in their confidence in who they are. And so if they're an insecure person, I can't, I just can't. Like, and that could be, again, if they're insecure financially, if they're insecure emotionally, if they're insecure in their job or their career, you know, like any of that is really difficult for me because I crave security on multiple levels. Okay. Okay. Does that cover? It does. It covers a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think I'm seeing some resumes coming in the email box. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't care like what religion, I don't care what career field, I don't care what like ethnicity or, or personality type. I feel like I'm a pretty chill person. I get along with a lot of personalities. I think as long as there's like mutual respect, which is similar to your trust requirement, right? So I want trust, honesty, communication, respect, and like mutual energy, I guess, is all of my preferences. And then the physical, we already went over like beating a death. Many, yes, many. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, if they have calves, that's a bonus. Oh, calves. (laughs) (laughs) Their hands have to be bigger than mine. I know a lot of farmers (laughs) who have a lot of calves. You're uh, funny. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there you go. Preferences is a very good thing. Yeah. Okay. And so create this hypothetical. Okay. Yeah. So the same guy, six foot three, 42, um, weighs more than you, very in shape. <clears throat> um, you know, you connect emotionally. Um, same exact religious or, you know, just spiritual values, I should say. Everything's going great. Um, super well. I mean, like, you know, speaks intelligently. He's kind of like a, he likes astrophysics, but amateur. In an amateur. He just <laughs> likes amateur, it. It's just fun. Astro- but he's like, yeah, he reads books for fun and watches YouTube videos. Okay. That's attractive. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's I like, a, I like people. Okay. Who so, are so into, far this is good. Yeah. Okay. Self-growth. That's um, great. I mean, the only, only comment he, is like he, body type. I don't really care. Okay. Like as long as they're working towards taking care of themselves or this guy's really in shape yeah i mean we're talking yeah so if he's really in shape as long as he's not like a roid head no he's not he does not use roids it sounds like he has a brain he goes to planet fitness not to vasa so he's 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 not a what do they call he's not in gym intimidating people even though (laughs) his very presence that is so funny like i'm okay with alpha male like i love 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 qualities of that because it's confident right Right. he's very confident and they're secure He's, but I don't like the insecure, overly confident, tear everybody okay. down type And this person. man is not, yeah. he's, he's actually okay. nicely, securely confident. Securely and, confident fit. Yeah. Okay. And he actually got the employee of the, he consistently gets the employee of the month award <laughs> at UPS for on-time <laughs> deliveries. So. <laughs> a budding astrophysicist who's also a UPS I mean, driver. He, he just who... does that on his side because he's interested in it. Okay. <laughs> But he has worked that. I mean, he is, he gets employee of the month often. Okay. He actually hit the routes he does. He's kind of figured out a way. All the UPS drivers like serve. <laughs> okay. 
he he improved their system just by you know he 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 realized that taking left turns wastes more gas for the company and so there's a new policy where ups trucks routes are only take right turns yeah why is uber making me take left turns um side note that is interesting when i'm driving uber yeah it like so this is just like a side in between thing that i do for context for y'all because <laughs> i get bored and i like to monetize my boredom do they pay you so, per ride uh i mean or per hour no they pay you per ride but like when you work that out and divide your hours then you have your average hourly rate right gotcha. anyways okay so <laughs> what was i saying oh but for some reason i don't know if it's like the app updated or whatever it is making me turn left a bajillion times like to the point where it makes me go five blocks beyond the pickup point to turn left like four times to get to them and i'm like what in the heck like i could just do a u-turn i mean unless you're in oregon i think it's illegal but anyways yeah so that's interesting weird stuff you know sometimes these companies make money i mean it but, could be but something ups as... wants to avoid left turns and you would think that uber would too because you are carrying a human being in your car and that's true and a left turn is more dangerous <laughs> unless they pay you less per hour by doing that in some weird way I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But I know that UPS drivers and delivery trucks waste gas by waiting at left lights. And so, yeah, I don't know. There's all and these it's ways more dangerous, they... too. Like, you're turning yeah. across traffic. So what do you think? I mean, here he is, your perfect man. What do you think? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if we have, if, if we can have good conversation. Definitely. And like, I mean, he now. He's good at cuddling. And, he's good at all that stuff. Yeah, sure. Okay. I just, okay. Okay. And he, well... Okay, so what's the catch? The, well, the I only mean, like, catch is... I mean, like, there's never they, a perfect guy. I know. They they're, they had this huge cutback on... I mean, he's been in the company for years, but uh -huh. he is going to be making... Yeah, I mean, it's like 14 an hour probably now, so they really cut back <laughs> drastically. <laughs> what was he making before? I mean, he was making, like, you know, 40 an hour. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, you... Okay, you found it. You found my weakness. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my goodness. No. no, okay. So Okay, so so he was making 40. Now yeah. he's making 14. So obviously at 14, it's a very financial strain, but he he it's not like he's I mean, that's not a living wage. No, he's he's very organized though and he's like got all the stuff together. Unfortunately, UPS had this big thing and it's like he's transitioning. I I, I don't know. I'm sure going truck driver rates are higher than that. But I don't know. I think I, truck drivers make a lot. Yeah, I they think make they, bank. they make fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not bank, bank. But they I was, make I was bank. literally just trying to find just so, something okay, to make okay, it difficult so your, for you. I'm just saying is, he's perfect in every way. Except he just got a demotion. Yeah, or something. Okay. So how important is the money thing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, yeah. So when I said you found my weak point, yeah, you did. Um, And yeah. it's. It's not that men are only worth what they make. That's not really what it comes down to. I mean, a big part of being attracted to financially successful or over, you know, just in general successful people is the qualities that it takes to get there in most cases. I mean, there's a lot of people that are just born into it or whatever, but, or like they come into it just out of luck. But there are a lot of really successful people that have qualities of like work ethic discipline 
um, they typically have to be pretty intellectual or smart about life in general, right? So um, those are the things that I'm attracted to. However, the security issue. I think that that's where the money would come into play, where it would be like, okay, so now what? You know, yeah. and so I, I think for me, it would be hard would to be enjoy like, the relationship. Well, are you going to stay there, or are you going to make a change? Okay. <laughs> you know, like yeah. So, so for me, it would be a deal breaker if he chose to stay. Okay, all right. Because that's I mean, that's not enough to live on, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it is, but like, what is the quality of life? You know, yeah. like, are, do you have enough time? I mean, and freedom you get free delivery for packages, though. just kidding okay (laughs) yeah so yeah so i think i think just like if if they if they chose to make a change so so it sounds like both of us ultimately came to with our hypotheticals that we gave each other this like you would want her to to help her make a change (laughs) to not chew on her toenails and like find alternatives and work through it with therapy i would want to see that they have the initiative and the drive to choose the better choice instead of staying stagnant i hate stagnation so look at us we just we we just said don't change the person and yet we both were asking for it oh my gosh i hope that was entertaining though that was really a riot it was so you do with that what you will listeners it's cryptic you figure it out (laughs) (laughs) yeah what is what is the right answer you know because you (laughs) you don't want to be with someone that you want to change because then obviously it's not a good fit right i'm gonna be able to accept people who they are toenails all day long i'm just gonna i'm gonna chew her toenails with what you preach i'm gonna help her with her left foot she does right foot oh my gosh we we finish quicker you have mouthwash right there like (laughs) (laughs) here's the trash bin okay for for the toenails okay how about this um and now for a serious question i'm not really serious but okay back to the endings though yeah what do you do in a relationship when either you have changed and so it, it, to be authentic and you know, it's going to be a major change. Like it could be like you, you suddenly change your view on a religion and that's been a big thing in your life. And suddenly you think differently in the middle of it. Or um, that's the first question. Cause the second one is what do you do actually when it's ending? How can you see a new beginning? So let's start with the first one though. Yeah. What do you do if you, you've been in a relationship for 15 years, mm-hmm. you know that you're changing or your partner is changing. Okay. How, and it might be even butting up against some of these things that are like, you know, like what if you're a UPS guy? It, it was fine and you got married or whatever. You've been in a relationship for 10 years. And it was only later that he was like, you know what? I I don't actually, I think I've been valuing security way too highly in my life. I want to be more free-minded. I want to like dance in the forest and just be connected to mother nature. This is a very rare man, by the way. (laughs) Okay. I feel like it's become more common, though. I have actually met a few of those. (laughs) Okay. And this happens. Now what? It's been 10 years. Mm. You have kids. Oh. Okay. Like, if it was just us, and we already had a nest egg and money or whatever, Mm. 
then I would be like, yeah, I'm going to go dance in the forest with you. But you don't I'm have fine giving that up. But we don't have a nest egg, which means we don't have money to you buy property it. Let's make it difficult. with the forest. You kind of have. I mean, you have a little bit of say, but it's like, okay, if we stop, I mean. It's... But okay, but if we have kids though, yeah, that's the issue is mm-hmm. like, it's our responsibility to make sure that they are secure and taken care of. So if we have kids, yeah, we'll. If we're going to dance in the forest, we have to make sure that we can take care of them. So I'm fine dancing in the forest as long as we have enough to take okay, care of them. Okay, and then he realizes and, and he, he like starts studying online all these skills for outdoor nature stuff. He starts like planting fruits and crops. I mean, I do that. I mean, you, not crops. You do that. You I, do that. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So, 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 so no he problem still wants that to provide so for the kids. And he's like, I will homeschool the children because I, you know. So it becomes Captain Fantastic. Sure. <laughs> is that something for real? I don't know. It, it's a movie. Okay, then. On Netflix. I've never seen it, but is it? Yeah. Is, would that work? I, well. It's I, not money, I but mean, he's it's kind of extreme. It's like, it's like borderline cult at that point. If well, we're talking Captain Fantastic. Okay, well, then it's not Captain He It's just, he just, know, he builds a, a cabin. He gets a cow and some chickens. So you have and eggs, plant, fresh eggs. And plants yeah. food. Plants and food. And we, we frolic teaches in the, the kid, forest. Teaches the kids calculus because he knows it. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, if he's he's that budding astrophysicist, okay. right? Yeah, I mean, he's okay. not going to... He, he doesn't have an accredited astrophysicist degree, but he did all the MIT open coursework. So he did all of his <laughs> classes. They're available online. You should check that out. Better than people. homeschool, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so, so the kids have a good education. Yeah. We frolic in the forest. We climb yeah. trees, which is what I like, yeah. right? Like yeah, I, I love the concept of forest wow. school. I love the concept of, you know, like Montessori. I feel like forest school is Montessori, but outside. Yes. You you're know? right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So um, I like both of those things. Oh my gosh. And she's I, getting I, better as a man for you. This is almost, <laughs> this is like, this is the. <laughs> I feel like there's a UPS driver out there who's like had these dreams of doing that in nature. And he's like, <gasps> who's also a budding astrophysicist. Yeah, he's, he's into like, okay, let's, let's, we dreamed him up for you. He's out there. <laughs> Submit Manif- your applications manifest- to soulmirror.health. Please send your applications. my UPS driver. <laughs> If it's a FedEx driver, though, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it it depends on the pay, man. Okay, no. Okay, so I... I... Okay, but what if... I love how you're really trying to make it harder. I'm like, well, actually, I really like this idea. I got too creative with that, and it turned to... Like, he's even better. I I kind of love animals. I kind of love nature. I know, shoot. Okay, let's make it difficult. Okay. No, he, he actually just doesn't believe in working anymore. Okay. And he still loves the kids and he's going to try and do all those things. But you have no, you're, you're not assured that he's really going to be good enough. He and we, does. And we have no resources. Yeah. And there's it. no, yeah. So it's like, he's like, no, Which I, I means really that believe I have to pick up more work hours to do it. He, th- he thinks that you don't have to though. He's like, no, 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 I got, I got this. But then like he kills the chickens on accident. You know, it's like oh. the crops are fi- like, they freeze. He didn't. No, I'd be out, dude. Quickly. I'd okay. be out. After 10 And years, I'd yeah. take the kids. Oh, not a hundred percent he would still have access to the kids okay but no (laughs) no but i would i would be like whoa dude like we need a better plan yeah like i don't know i you guys might have noticed i'm a little bit type a so (laughs) i love to be spontaneous i mean this whole podcast episode is literally spontaneous like we have no script nothing it's true and we 
we were like, okay, this is what we're going to talk about like ahead of time. We planned it because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And then we showed up and we we're like, F this, let's just talk. Yeah. So, um, endings and beginnings. Yeah. That was and it. Relationships. That's all we, that's all we had. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think for me, like part of the security is really just having a plan. Yeah. Like I have to have a plan, even if there's spontaneity within the plan. Mm-hmm. So sense. it's not like it has to be exactly what my plan is. It's just like I just need some sort of direction to yeah. go in. Okay. And so if, you know, like if we're going to do something, I want to make sure that we have the money to do it. Yeah, it helps and to it, have some foresight and actually yeah, be and thinking so, about things. So I guess that's what I mean when I would say like I would take the kids. It's not that I would physically take the kids, but it would be like, holy crap, the kids need better modeling, you know, like better behavior modeling. So it would be more more of like, okay, well, maybe he's killing the chickens. So I'm going to bring in somebody and educate to show how to take care of the chickens and we're going to get more ch- chickens. And if it doesn't he, work that do time, play Minecraft. then we're going to hire someone else to take care of the chickens. Yeah. But it, it's just like, oh, if he just, if he only played Minecraft, I would just be no, out. No, I'm saying because you can really, you can grow crops. It's really easy oh, that, in Minecraft. Mm, you feel like it's really educational? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I, I mean, how about this? Kind of. Yeah. Now, the coup de gras question. Okay. Endings. Mm. You decide to end it with him. Ugh. it's been 10 years oh children okay relationships how do we handle how can we see it as a new beginning how can we handle this ending what are the ways we, what are the things we can do in this mm. well i feel like if something's going to end it doesn't just happen hmm. right yeah Unless they decide that their sexual orientation is completely different. I did go on a date with a guy that the reason that he got divorced was because his wife came out as being lesbian. Hmm. And and then I did go on a date with a different guy that his previous relationship, <clears throat> they decided that they were bi, like his partner. Hmm. And so then it became an open relationship, hmm. which was weird. Well, weird, weird for him. Like he was, he was saying it was weird for him to transition into that because he loved his spouse Hmm. and he wanted to accommodate that. Can I say one interjection too? Just that's a big point. So interesting about that. So like their relationship ended as it was, but it became a new, a new relationship. True. Another thing to think about that is I, I would imagine that his partner maybe, I don't know, but knew that they were bi and maybe had hit it for a while. Is that how it was or did, or well, was it they, I, I think it was that it? they they discovered it. like they uh, as they were growing as a <clears throat> as a human you know they yeah. kind of realized oh i actually have these sexual preferences hmm. that i want to explore and then him being supportive he let her explore that which you know everyone has different choices yeah. or whatever and obviously like i i personally only went on that date not with intentions to have it go anywhere Mm -hmm. it was literally just i just want some conversation yeah like and for for a period there like that was the only reason i went on dates was because i just wanted conversation yeah right so um so to me it really didn't matter because i knew that it wasn't going to go anywhere 
That makes and, sense. And I think he knew that too. He was lonely because his wife was yeah. out with her girlfriend. So, yeah. you know, I, I think like it's hard for, for everyone whenever you have an ending, whether it's like a complete ending or a partial ending or whatever. Um, in this instance of my, my UPS driver hypothetical situation, I think, um, yeah. So I think what I was trying to say is that if, if there were a major ending, like the relationship completely ended, there would have been signs. Yeah. Like people would have seen it coming. We would have seen it coming. Mm -hmm. Um, it would have been kind of like this gradual whatever or all of a sudden whatever, but like there would have been a heads up, right? Like him making those decisions, me making my decisions, us having conversations, realizing we're not on the same page. Um, and so when it gets to that point, which I imagine long-term relationships that end do, it's usually you wake up one morning and yeah, this isn't, working and you're ready to move on and i think that that's like a readiness for change right yeah so in order to make a big change like that you have to be ready for it sometimes you accidentally say something and you throw yourself into the change before you're ready um but yeah so so if you're if you're gonna end a relationship like if i ended that ups driver relationship i would literally probably just have a conversation with him and be like hey look like this was great i love frolicking in the forest you keep killing the chickens though (laughs) and i really like the chickens and i also think it's important that you realize your skill sets and if it's not working out that you get someone to help you or whatever and you've chosen not to do that and i really feel like i need something else in my life and this isn't working out. You can just tell them, yeah, <clears throat> it's just so. you're not delivering. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, but yeah, so so I think just like being as honest as possible and just being like, and, yeah. and he would probably know it. Like he would probably have sensed that, yeah, well, I'm not intimately attracted to you anymore because you keep killing my chickens, you know, like that sort of thing. There's, I do feel like there's, I don't know, like, it doesn't matter how attractive physically a person is. If there's something that just completely turns you off to that person, mm-hmm. then you you can't connect anymore. Yeah. Right? That's absolutely true. And so... And so I, I feel like it could be messy or it, it could just be chill. Like, in my mind, yeah. I would I think it would be chill. Yeah. I think it's like also... In that situation. Right. Like if, if it was a different situation that was more drama than I think. Yeah. The transition <clears throat> can be a very difficult thing, especially when you've, you know, there's, there's not just emotional bonds we make with people, but there's like real physical chemical things that happen, you know, when we're with one person. So it's, it's very difficult to, and it's a very challenging thing. Um, so how can we look at that still as a new beginning? I think a couple things come to my mind. One is being authentic is a driver of this change like for instance if someone someone may have actually been uh you know different about their or or, or hiding their sexuality because they were embarrassed about it or they got married and they tried to make it work and then later they just realized man I, i have to be true to myself so that could be one reason but it still is based on being authentic 
Um, it could be a religious thing that comes, you know, or it could be, it could be all kinds or a value change that just happens and you're just being authentic. So, so truly valuing the authenticity is so difficult, especially when you've been in a relationship for a long time. If the relationship ends, I feel as though you can see the new beginning and it doesn't mean a new relationship to replace it necessarily. It doesn't mean, okay, now, you know, but it's definitely a new beginning of, of self discovery and a new beginning of an authentic self. Also, sometimes we want to wallow in the misery and pain of missing the relationship, but if someone else has changed and they've chosen, and let's say it's the other person, they don't choose you anymore. There oh, yeah, is some hard. solace, though, in knowing that no matter what you do, trying to stay, hang on to those feelings and hurt, which, of course, it's gonna, you're going to feel it. It's not bad to feel that hurt. Of course, cry about it. Do all those things. Feel your emotions, of course. Yeah, yeah. You need to grieve. Yeah. You have to go through the, the process of grieving and those stages of grief. Truly. But it isn't healthy to try and hold on yeah. desperately and anxiously because you're losing all of the the opportunity to strengthen and grow as an individual right and that person truly if they've chosen a different path than you then you can you can it's hard and it's not like this is just going to happen overnight or something but you can come to that realization and say oh wait yeah then that's not for me it's like it's literally not an option anyways it just you know i mean anything else is just living in the past so it's just enjoy the memories you've had that person has changed then they are no longer an option for you and so there's there's not necessarily reason to keep fighting for it or to keep trying to live in that feeling of what it was well, i mean it's kind it. of like a this is terrible that i'm relating a relationship to a job but it's like a job right <laughs> like the job serves a purpose but then it's, you can kind of sense when it's time to move on right yeah. and um not that every relationship will get to this point of time to move on because a lot of that depends on the choices that you make and and just like time or whatever but but i i think it does also like like in this hypothetical situation what if i had 10 kids with this person how would that change it you know like i think that that would change how i approach that conversation yeah because it's not just me and him at that point it would be me and him and what about the kids you yeah. know and and then it's not so clear cut that's true. Um, I think it would be a lot more difficult. I think that honesty would still need to be part of it um, to go into that new beginning and to grieve and whatever. But I also think that like there would have to be this like mutual understanding of a shared value. Like there, the shared value still has to be there. Yeah. Even if other values aren't, aren't the same. Yeah. Well, it's definitely... It's a new year, is it not? We've had cycles and many changes happening. And we also have another ending, but also beginning to... I guess we're going to just spring this on everybody. Oh my gosh, here it comes. I know. I mean, mean, we did spring your surprise on them. That's true. That's true. That was a good thing. That was. So, I will just say, Kat is... (laughs) having some life changes <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh so many so many but well yeah it's and it is with sadness that i might say that cat will no longer be with the podcast but mm-hmm. i have definitely enjoyed 
every moment and the podcast you've created at th- up to this point for sure. Yeah, and I'd be happy to come back. That's it would be fun to like be a guest or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And definitely would want that. Absolutely. Um, I don't know anything you want to say, Kat. I mean, I know listeners. Well, probably- I I think like it was it was kind of a big decision, right? But it didn't it wasn't made lightly and um there's just a lot of outside life changes happening right now for me. And of course, I don't, I don't know that we necessarily anticipated, um, this happening so soon. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we thought it would be a long dragged out affair. Just <laughs> 20 years later. Yeah, no, I, I honestly like, I think our, our goal, right, was mm-hmm. to get X amount of episodes. Mm-hmm. We did that. Truly. That was great. Um, so in this ending, I'm trying to look at that. I'm trying to yeah. be like, you know what? Like we did what we set out to do. The podcast is not ending. Truly. It is still a new beginning for you that you are in and you're going to continue it. For me, it has been a new beginning that has led me to other opportunities. And I also have these other outside life changes happening that, in combination with those other opportunities have directed me down a different path. And so we are parting ways at this point as co-hosts. But like I said, I will probably be back here and there as a guest. And I fully support what you're doing. Like, I think what you're doing is awesome. I'm excited about your journal. And um, yeah, I think experiences are paused right now just because COVID is out of control. But it'll be back right and now you'll have the journal too that people can do journaling with you which is so exciting and you're you're just staying like with the goals that we set in the beginning and i love that absolutely and so we've definitely loved having you on the show cat and she will be back and that's a great thing so like life there's always changes there's always new things but there's always new beginnings Mm -hmm. and so with that, we hope you enjoyed this wonderful, this wonderful <laughs> inaugural 2022 edition of Soul Experience. <laughs> Episode eight. Yeah. Woohoo. Eight episodes. That's awesome. It is pretty dang good. Yeah, we we got those out. I know. It's going to continue to be awesome. Um, I know that you have several guests that you've lined up that yeah. are really interesting people. So, Would you like to know. do the tagline that we end mm-hmm. with? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no, no, it's I been can... a while. We had a holiday. Oh no, you're good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't even get it out. Uh, <laughs> why are endings hard? It's hard. It is, but it's so not hard. A, it's not an ending. You are. You will be back. We know like, this. Like it's... I showed up. Yeah. We're recording in the studio. We're getting ready. You're setting up the mics. And I was like, crap, this is the last time. Like, I didn't even have ramen today. That's true. I didn't have gummy bears. I, I didn't like, like I had cider. We did have cider and popcorn. Yeah, okay, and popcorn. So we had cider inside. and popcorn. I mean, we always have a snack, right? So it's oh. it's a ritual in my life that is ending. And that is hard. It is hard. It is hard. Yeah, we have good conversations. So I think we'll still have good conversations. And with that. Continue to empower yourselves, you guys, through authenticity and watch for the journal, soulmirror.health. Mm-hmm.